But if you look at life cycles, women really enter this phase from 38 to 43 when they start saying, okay, I've checked the box of this. I've checked the box of this, like kind of all the society dominated like success. And then they're going, okay, what else is there? There has to be something more. And that's when a lot of women get more spiritual. If it's, you know, self-care, self-love, forgiveness, whatever your version of forgiveness is. So you're absolutely right. It's basically our time to, to go into the cocoon and come out a beautiful butterfly or a more, even more beautiful butterfly. We're already beautiful. Hey, midlifers, welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show. Are you ready to break free from your mundane midlife? Are you feeling trapped in a vicious cycle of rinse and repeat days? No matter if you're experiencing a divorce hangover, job burnout, or you just have the midlife blues, I got you. Hey, I'm Wendy, your hostess of the Midlife Mostess. I too was hit by midlife like a freight train. I too felt stuck in the same dull chapter. I wanted the clarity of how to create a new life beyond divorce and the courage to leave an unfulfilling career. But I kept telling myself that I wasn't worthy and it was just easier to stay in my comfort zone until I found a little secret, the freedom to live my life my way. In this podcast, you will learn how to achieve a vibrant midlife mind and body, how to create solid relationships through love and loss, and how to create an awesome second half of life. Grab your grande latte, pop in your earbuds, and let's get this midlife party started. Do you ask yourself questions like, who am I? What is my purpose? Why am I living a life I don't love? Answers to these questions and more are revealed in the new Freedom at Midlife group coaching program, where I offer you a guaranteed roadmap to your own midlife makeover. In this powerful seven-week program, you will learn the seven steps to freedom method to help you discover who you want to become, what life you want to live, and most importantly, how to get there. Instead of being lost in life, miserable in menopause, or struggling to juggle it all, you could reignite your love life, retire that dreadful job, and reinvent yourself. So if you're ready to begin your midlife journey of transformation filled with accountability guidance, and support, then the time is now. Your midlife needs you to make a move. The Freedom at Midlife program is opening for enrollment soon with limited spots available. To be the first to know when we are open for enrollment, please join the waitlist now at freedomatmidlife.com and you will soon discover that next courageous step in creating your epic second half of life. Welcome back to the Midlife Makeover Show. We have an awesome episode today with a vivacious Vixen guest that is here to help you raise your money mindset and encourage you to live a life of purpose and meaning. And if you're not already an entrepreneur, you just might be inspired from today's episode to take the leap into the exciting world of entrepreneurship. As a matter of fact, according to a new survey from ARP Research, The pandemic gave women who dreamed of starting a business a unique opportunity to bring their visions to life. Many women took the leap during the pandemic to finally start their dream business, and I was one of them. I'm so glad I did. Today's guest is April Roberts, and she helps Gen X women achieve more abundance, love, spirituality, and alignment by connecting with their femininity. I love it. As a high-achieving former attorney and financial advisor with degrees from Vanderbilt and Notre Dame, good golly, girl, you're a busy woman, (laughs) April understands the societal pressures facing women that often lead to burnout. She hosts the podcast Vixen Voice, where she shares stories of Gen X women that have shed the traditional definition of success to pursue their life's true passion. Welcome to the show, April. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. I'm so excited. Isn't it nice to like, hear your bio read? It's like, wow. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's nice. Wow. Who is she? I know I did a uh, an interview yesterday with someone and she was reading my bio. I'm like, wow, she sounds amazing. Who is this woman? Oh, it's me. You know? <laughs> I know. It's so hard for us to like, you know, 
even though I coach women to do this, it's still hard to talk about yourself. And I know that as I talk about myself, other people are experiencing their journey, right? Like there's power in that connection, but it's just, oh yeah. Writing a bio. I'm always like, you guys do this. I can't do this. Like, this is so hard. It's so easy for us to talk about our weaknesses, but our, our strengths, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, no. Am I really like that cool and amazing? Like, yes, you are. Yeah. (laughs) And I think too, I I feel like, especially at midlife, like our strengths Mm -hmm. and our gifts and our talents kind of get squished in between yeah. the raising the family and climbing the corporate ladder and doing all the things and paying the mortgage and mowing the lawn and on and on. You're like, wait, what did, What was I good at? What did I used to like, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's why it's so important, you know, when you're at that phase of life to really rediscover you. Because a lot of times, you know, sometimes it's rediscovering who you are. Well, I don't think we change much at our core self from birth yeah. to death. I just think that we get confused and all these other layers get put on, right? So yeah. like one thing I like to do with my clients and in my mastermind is what are your top three core values, right? And mm-hmm. I define this because everyone does it for their business, but what about you as a person? And mm-hmm. we're talking about purpose and following your passion. I strongly believe we were all made perfectly imperfect as we are for a purpose and we have a purpose on here on life. And so if we're not clear about what fills our cup, which is what I say are our core values or what our purpose is or what our personal boundaries are, if we're living other people's ideas, we are not fulfilling our purpose. So it's not just about, I want this and I want that. It's really, it's so much deeper. I don't know if you know this, but the number one regret of the dying is yeah. actually not living life for yourself and living life for other people. That is the number one regret. Yeah. Isn't that sad? I, yeah. It is very sad. And I think we live in a very blessed time where, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you think of 2020 and what we all traumatically went through collectively, um, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of opened us up. You know, I, I say I like I'm a very spiritual person, so I say it opened us up spiritually to really follow our purpose and our passion. And you know, life kind of got interrupted, and we had a moment to say, "Hold on." It's yep. almost like we had that clarity sooner, so we didn't have yeah. to wait till we were on our deathbed. And I yep. think that's an amazing gift. Yeah, it's almost like the the entire well, it did. The entire world got quiet. Yes, And all the noise, like we were able to shut out the noise because the noise just stopped and we were able to sit there and think, wait, do I even like living in the house that I'm in? Do I like this person that I sleep with every night? Do I like my friends? Do I like, (laughs) it makes you like, which sometimes we're so busy that we don't even get a chance to ask Mm -hmm. ourselves those questions. No, you're so right. It's so funny. I I sold my house a year after 2020, 2021, but you know, it was spillover from 2020 and I love my house, but I mean, I I don't know if you remember, it's funny because we just got snowed in here in Nashville. So it's funny. I'm talking about this, but there was a week in Texas. Well, most of the country got hit, but Texas isn't used to it. Like I was frozen into my house for a week with no running water. I didn't have power for almost 72 hours and it's just me. And I'm I'm sitting there going, a pipe is going to burst and I run three companies and I have all these employees and all these clients depending on me and I don't have time to deal with that. And I just was like, when I get out of this, I'm selling my house that I love because why do I have all this responsibility, right? Like this isn't my purpose and my passion. I can create Zen somewhere simpler where I'm renting and someone else has to deal with the pipe bursting. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, people are like, you're a financial advisor and you don't own a home. And I'm like, yes, I need flexibility in my life right now. Now there'll be another season where I want to put down roots and I should buy a house. That I'm, I'm right there too. I always say, I'm like, well, maybe someday again, but for right now, like I love the fact that I can park my house in a storage because I have the RV yes, back in the States. I love it. I rent this condo here. Somebody else has to worry about if the pipes burst, right? Yeah. I actually don't miss owning a home. I don't mm-hmm. miss that at all. And yeah, someday, I don't know when, it's like whenever I get uh. that whisper, it's time to go ahead and get something and settle down, then fine, so be it. But I do think it is about listening to those whispers 
and going, yeah. hey, it's time to time to make a move. 100%. And it's interesting because right now I am in a phase of life where I want to be, I want to have very few anchors. Let's put it that way, like physical anchors, right? Because, you know, I just sold a business and a friend of mine's like, hey, buy a boat. It'll be a great tax write off. Like he owns an RV park. It's a really nice one. He's like, you can park it at my RV. We can Airbnb it. I'll have my team clean it. Like it was basically like, I just buy this boat and then they manage it and I get money, right? And I was like, sounds cool at first because my mind was excited. But then when I sat with it, I was like, I don't want to own another thing. Like, this sounds like a great idea. But even though you're telling me you'll handle this, it was like one more thing to tie me down. And, you know, with you hopping back and forth between Europe and the U.S., I have a feeling that you feel the same way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I went from, you know, having a house of 5,000 square feet and then <sighs> down to 2,000 and then down to 150 square foot. So I got rid of everything and <sighs> I don't miss it. Um, but I think that, and not, you know, it's to each his own, right? So somebody Correct. Else there might have a 10,000 square foot house or 20,000. It doesn't matter. But yeah. the point is you got, you've got to, to listen to yourself and to your heart mm-hmm. and to your soul, what you want. Yeah. And not to be part of that, you know, the number one regret of the dying and, and living your life for everybody else. Absolutely. You know, yeah. my best friend just upgraded their family home. Not the yeah. perfect time to buy a house. Like we're at the top of the market <laughs> and she was so stressed. And I was like, how long are you going to stay there? And I was like, just do it. And they love it. Like her family yeah. is so happy. Like both yeah. sides of the family got to come for Christmas and they were just like living their dream life. And you know, I'm yeah. doing the opposite. I'm like downsizing while my best friend's upsizing <laughs> and like, we're all happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as you're happy, everyone's happy. It's good. So let's go back a little bit. You, you've always yeah. been an entrepreneur, right? Not always. <laughs> um, since 2008. So okay, yeah. yeah, for a long time. For a yeah. while. So when did you make the leap into what you're doing now? I so it's been a process mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh I'll give you the quick version. So I started as a lawyer working for large law firms, and I quickly realized that corporate life was not for me because you know, my law firm had 800 attorneys, a CEO, a CFO, like it was not like your law firm at the corner. It was an amazing experience. I got to meet two former presidents, like just all these great people and have, you know, I was 25 making good money. We were very well connected in Atlanta. I got to go to all the things. I mean, it's so funny. I giggle because looking back, I like the social aspect of my job better than the actual like job or (laughs) even the money. Right. And I'm like, oh, that was awesome. Um, Um, But, you know, I quickly realized that that was not the life I wanted to have answering emails at 3 a.m. for the remainder of my life. And Mm -hmm. so I feel very blessed that I got that lesson at, you know, age 27. Um, And part of it was I met my now ex-husband. And, you know, when you're in love and there's someone else in your life to consider, you start viewing things differently and thinking, how do we want our life? So long story short, I did that. Then I went to Italy because my ex-husband was Italian and I taught English there because my law degree is not accepted in Europe, right? So um, I everybody told me I was overqualified for every job I applied for. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I cannot get a job. <laughs> so that that was... Especially when you're like, you know, at that point in my life, it was always like you said, I went, I, I'm very different now, but yeah. you know, I wanted to go to the best college. I wanted to go yeah. to the best law school. I wanted to work for the you best. You did all that and then you couldn't get a job. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm a housewife with no kids. Like, what is this? <laughs> right. Like if we had had kids, it probably would have been different. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I got there in my life. And then when we moved back to the U S I went back to law, um, We moved back to Italy, got divorced. And when I came home again, kind of like 2020, you know, I thought like failing at my marriage was the worst thing I could fail at. And so I'm usually someone who soldiers on, but I I know you're divorced as well. And I just, that was the first time in my life I took a minute. Like Mm -hmm. I just, because I'd moved to Europe, I'd sold everything we owned, right? I come back, I have no job, no house, no car. 
I'm at my parents' house at age 32. And I'm like, like, I love my parents. Like we're super close, but you don't want to end up back in your parents' house at age 32, right? Like it's not, at first it was fun. And then I'm like, okay, this sucks. Like I got to move on. Um, But, you know, I I gave myself a moment because it was so painful. Like, unfortunately, Mm. my husband had addiction problems. And so I divorced Mm. someone I very much loved and he very much loved me. And I kind of now I view that as my greatest act of self-love because just I don't think I would have survived mouth. the yep. I don't think I would have survived the marriage, to be honest. Like yeah. it's 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 pretty bad. So anyway, you know, talking about fortuitous moments, that was probably the worst moment of my life, but I'm most grateful for it mm. because I couldn't do anything. And Mm. because I'm a serious, responsible person, I didn't feel like I could take a job because I knew I couldn't give a hundred percent because of my emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, like, I mean, I was destroyed. I had to put myself back together and Mm. I don't know how I understood that. So I sold Arbonne for a while, which I loved because I got to hang out with other women. And then I was helping my dad with his financial practice and this job fell in my lap, like freelancing law. So I'm like, cool. And suddenly I'm making 10,000 a month living at my parents' house. And I was like, well, I'm moving out. Yeah, (laughs) I got to (laughs) go. But, you know, that came because I had this moment to pause and I would go for very long walks every day because I literally had nothing to do. And never Mm -hmm. in my life had I had nothing to do. And I mean, I remember, you know, I was that nerdy kid in high school. Like I was very social, but I took practice ACTs on Saturday. Like that was my life. (laughs) I was always doing something to plan for the future. (laughs) And, you know, here I am like, oh, everything just disappeared. Uh, what do I do next? There is no plan step. Well, I feel like you had that time for self-reflection you probably just didn't have that time before. Cause you were like always achieving and going and going. And then you're almost like you had a personal uh, pandemic too. You know what? Okay. Everything's (laughs) going to shut down and now what? But my life stopped. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, I, for me, as I look back, like my greatest breakdowns were my greatest breakthroughs. Yes. Yeah. And like, that's where the gold is. That's always like tell people, I'm like, you're going through something rough right now. I know it sounds crazy, but like embrace it, trust it that there's something there. Like once, like once the pile of shit starts to go away a little bit, you'll be like, oh, that's what it is. Like, oh, totally. and it'll just hit you all of a sudden, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I don't know about you, but yesterday I wrote on a friend's, a friend of mine who has a Facebook group. She's also a client. And every week it asks what you're grateful for. And yesterday I wrote everything. And I was being 100, like that was the first thing that popped in. And look, I have a startup company. We'll get there. You know, the world is not perfect right now from the outside, but I am so grateful for everything. And I don't think I would get to live this amazing life I live right now had I not gone through all of that Mm. because I would be stuck in Italy. I would be a mother, which I always wanted to be a mother. I'm not, you know, so Mm -hmm. I gave up all that stuff with the divorce, but, but I would be very much stuck probably finding myself in a life that I didn't like very much. Um, And instead, I just have this amazing life where, like, I get to talk to great women like you and your audience every single day. Like, I can't tell you how beautiful it is. Yeah, I I, I can totally relate to that. I had goosebumps when you were saying that just because yeah. when I look back, like, yeah, like through the divorce, even my brother's death and the depression, mm-hmm. it all taught me who I was like deep down at my core, like you were saying yeah. earlier. And I always think of like, um, you know, when they asked Michelangelo, how did he carve the statue of David? He said, yeah. oh, easy. I just carved away everything that wasn't the angel in the marble, everything that wasn't him. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I feel like in those times of grief and sorrow and frustration and anger, mm-hmm. you start to look a little bit more at yourself and your life and you go, okay, let me get this chisel out. Like mm-hmm. that's not working for me. Chisel that shit away. Let me chisel that and chisel that. And it takes time, right? Like yeah. it, it does take time. And I think I posted something on Instagram this morning about that. Like it's 
there, you cannot, um, there is no time when you compare it to finding your true authentic self or living a life that you love, like you are Mm -hmm. now, like there's no measure of time with that. It just is like, I mean, wouldn't you say for you, it was worth it? Yes. And you know, one other thing I learned, um, during that time, and I don't think I got this till later. I think I inherently learned is I'm not in control, right? (laughs) When I release and go with the flow of life and, you know, we all have different belief systems. I believe in God at that time. I didn't, I had kind of departed from God, to be honest. I would have told you the universe, the quantum field, all of that. You know, I've come back to, yes, I live my life for God. And so we all have different journeys that have nothing to do with religion. It's just our Mm -hmm. direct connection to the greater power. And, um, but, you know, I am not fully in control. There is a greater design plan. And my job is to show up and do what I'm supposed to (laughs) and live my life the best I can and things will fall into place. And you know, that my first aha was I said I would go on these long walks. And I literally remember, I told you at this point in my life, I was not talking to God. And I remember just looking up and I don't know if I thought the universe or what I thought, but I remember literally in the middle of the walk, I looked up and I put my arms in the air and I go, okay, I'm ready. Send it. And like within a week, my life changed. It was so, I moved into my brother's house. I got that law job making 10,000 a month. I met someone else, which is terrible to say, but had I not met someone interested in me when I felt so terrible about myself, I don't think I would have gotten divorced as quickly, right? I mean, Uh, we were separated, but it, you know, so that relationship turned out to be a whole nother nightmare, but it was like the kick in the pants that I needed to go (laughs) the next step. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I'm still grateful for that, even though, you know, he stalked me and broke into my apartment is the short (laughs) version, but I'm still grateful (laughs) for that experience. You gotta love those. Yeah. Yeah. After that, I was like, I'm going to take some time off dating for a while. This is not going so well for me. (laughs) But, oh my gosh, it's crazy. We can laugh about these things that were so traumatic at the time. But yeah, I let go. And, you know, when you talked about if someone's going through a bad part of their life and and yeah. and when I'm working with women cuz though although I work with women entrepreneurs in their business mm-hmm. you know we talk about spirituality their personal life because it's all interrelated for yep. we women like we don't compartmentalize and so a lot of times that comes up and what I share with my clients is one have grace with yourself when you're going yeah. through this right and two building crash time. You know, sometimes we're going through that Mm. part of our life where we got to put our big girl pants on and do it if we like it or not. And it's painful. And, you know, just know, okay, I'm going to push through this. And Sunday, I'm going to like watch Netflix and drink wine all day, like whatever (laughs) your crash is, or I'm going to sleep or I'm going to cry all day or, you know, it's okay. Like, go do that. Go fix yourself, fall apart and put yourself back together. Because then you can show up and be a better version of yourself. And I think we women are so hard on ourselves and we don't want to let ourselves do that because we feel like we're losing control. So when you understand you're not in control anyway, just go ahead and lose control and then show up Monday and you'll be better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Surrendering is is challenging. And but now I used to think letting go, surrendering, like waving the white flag was a sign of weakness, but Yes. It's actually not. It's a sign of strength. And to be able to mm-hmm. just go, okay, I'm going to let go. Like, what can I, and I always like tell myself, like, what can I control? What right. is, like, what can I actually do mm-hmm. and to take action to change whatever situation? And if there's nothing I can really do, then God, just stop worrying, let it go and mm-hmm. relax. And it's well, because- a daily reminder for me. <laughs> well, yeah, because what we do have control over are our actions, our reactions, which is yep. critically important. And we actually can control our thought and feelings, but that's a little mm. deeper level, right? We got to get yep. control of our actions and reactions first. Yeah. You know, once we can control those triggers that we all have, then we can start doing the deeper work of controlling emotions and controlling our mental um, our mental state, uh, which is important too. But yeah, that crash time, I think, is critical. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? This just, just hit me. It's yeah. interesting. You're So with Vixen, Vixen Gathering, uh-huh. it's this blend of, it's this uh, 
culmination of, of you, of this yeah. transformation of your, between professional and personal and spirit and everything. It's pretty, yeah. 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 How did you yeah. know? Cause I know you were kind of getting to that. How did you know? Oh, yeah. They're like, okay, you get this like aha moment. How did you know <laughs> yeah. that Vixen gathering was it? So we, we did get off track. I'm sorry. So, you know, I, know I, I remember too. it was, it was 2012. Um, and I remember clearly again, this was a time where, you know, I wasn't talking to God. I wasn't talking to any higher power. It was all me. And just, mm. you know, I, I had a breakup, which, you know, was a guy I was dating. I liked, it wasn't traumatic, but kind of, I don't know if you've found this, but after a divorce at first, every breakup was traumatic because it almost brought me back to the divorce, right? Yep. And I was like, this is... So one, it was easier to walk away from people because once yeah. you make the decision to walk away from a marriage, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I, I will say, I think I run too quickly. Um, and then, You're like the runaway then, bride. Yeah. Yes, yes. But then second, it... It actually, you know, now I think I've gotten past that. My last relationship we got out of and I was like, give me a little time, even though I broke it off. And we're now very good friends. He's one of my best friends. And for me, that's a huge win that I could do that because before every breakup was so traumatic because it brought me back to my divorce and the pain of my Mm. divorce. It wasn't really about them. But anyway, back to the story. 2012, I'd just (laughs) gone through a breakup and my sister and I had a big you know, argument, like to the point where we weren't speaking, which was really bad. And just, I was just like, what the heck's going on? And, um, this is so funny. I was watching Jeff Lewis's show flipping out on Bravo, which (laughs) I love him. He's hilarious. And like, so I was watching and he went to a spiritual healer and he's like screaming and he has blankets on him. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? And I was like, I need a spiritual healer, like literally, because <laughs> I'm watching Bravo. And so I had a client who I kind of knew. I thought like she was something into that in my financial practice. And I said, hey, Don, I have a question. It's really clear to me. I need a spiritual healing. Do you know anyone? <laughs> And she was like, you know, this is 2012. People did not have these conversations back then, right? (laughs) And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, we have a group. Come Sunday, you're invited, blah. So I go and, you know, they were open heart Reiki practitioners, but I had no idea what that was. All I knew was I went home that night, shut off every device, had the best sleep of my life, woke up before my alarm the next day. And I was like, I don't know what they did to me, but I'm going every Sunday. Um, so that was the beginning of my spiritual journey. And, and I followed that path for a while that took me to Indonesia to a retreat and just, you know, lots yeah. of different things. And then, at, you know, you kind of do it and you don't, you do it and you don't. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then if we fast forward, I'd say like, 20, I did go through another traumatic breakup with, you know, I'd probably say the second love of my life after my Mm. ex-husband, like real love, you know, not college or puppy love. Um, And that was 2018. And my dad had a mini stroke right after. So again, why do these things seem to come all at once? Right. So, (laughs) I mean, I I literally remember after this breakup, like going to work because I'm running a company. I have a team. I have hundreds of clients coming home, this is when I own my house, getting in my bed, eating in my bed and watching TV. And it's the only time in my life I've had a TV in my room, but I did mm. that for a month or two months. And I guess I just needed that cocoon time mm. to like put oh, myself yeah. back together. Yep. Right. Um, and so after that, I, you know, I was really, I guess fired up to like meditate and do different things. And I met my current spiritual healer in October, 2019, um, so two people that year were like, who didn't know each other. Oh, Hey, you should call this guy. But I'm like, why do people keep telling me to call this guy? <laughs> so I just called him now, you know, every month since 2019, right? October, 2019. So anyway, it happened. Like, I think it was 2018, right after that breakup, I took my mom and my niece to New York for Christmas because I'm really big into experiences. Mm-hmm. Like I hate giving gifts at Christmas. I'm like, you don't need anything. I'm just <laughs> buying stuff to buy stuff. Right. So I was like, Hey, we're going to go to New York and we're going to go to the Andrea Bocelli concert. Right. So like my mom still says this is her favorite trip, like above going to Europe, everything. Cause I just planned everything out. I wanted a nice experience for them. Yeah. So long story short, we're sitting fifth row at Madison Square Garden listening to Andrea Bocelli. And at some point I turned around and looked 
And you know, when you have that moment where everything just stops and you get goosebumps mm-hmm. and yep. I was like, can you imagine impacting this many people? And that was the impression I got. Now I understand it's really more about bringing joy, peace, and abundance to more of those people. But that's where I was spiritually at that time, right? Like just wanting to impact and help people. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we fast forward to 2019, I was in strategic coach with Dan Sullivan and there was this life extender exercise. And anyway, I'm going to live to be 124 if you want to know. So it's hard for me to say I'm midlife (laughs) because I'm only 47, but you know, I'm a third of the way through my life, but I know it's midlife as the way it's defined. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I know we need to change that, right? It goes from 40 40 to 80 or no. I I know. know. Can we like reframe this? Like I I'm with you. Let's start a movement. So anyway, the same, it was like, if you had this much more time, what would you do? And Madison square garden came up in my mind. Like I'd find Mm. a way to make an impact. And then Mm. fast forward to April of 2020, I'm reading a book from Coop Blackson and it's called, you are the one. And the first chapter talks about how no white knights coming to save you. Like it's up to you. Right. And, um, he talks about how he moved to America because his dream was speaking at Madison Square Garden. And that was like the third time. And that's when I looked up and I just go, really now? Because at this point, you know, again, I think I was calling the greater good universe at that point in time. Um, And I was like, really now? You want me to do this now? Because, you know, I'm running a company. I have employees. I'm a financial advisor. The economy's in the pits. Like, it's just like, I'm literally babysitting everyone 24-7 every day. How am I going to do this? Um, But again, it led to this beautiful journey that I just started asking. I mean, remember 2020? There were no stages to speak on. There were no events going on. I know. Yeah. It's like, I didn't even understand my own vision and what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So that was my side gig, figuring out what it was. Like, in my spare time, that's what I did. And and I just started asking people, which is weird, because before 2020, I think only at the time of my divorce because I was so low was the only time I had asked people for help in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think many of it, I'm sure you can relate. Like we have to learn to ask for that help. Right. Yeah. And so, but I believe I call it the two by four moment. Like, you know, you get these like visions, you get these whispers, your intuitions telling you what to do. And you, when you don't listen, you get the two by four to the forehead (laughs) and like, you know, I'd been that there. Was mine. Yeah. My soul was like beating me upside the head. Like, for the love of God, would you please go after your dream? Like, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. That's yeah. what happened to me to get me out of my marriage. Like I literally physically, mentally, yeah. and emotionally could not get on the plane to go home. Like I just like mm-hmm. my body just shut down on me and was like, nope, you're being hard headed. Yeah. We're not, I'm not participating. So yeah, when you've been there and you've been beaten up and you've been broken, it's like, okay, this is the third time. I don't want that to happen again. So it like lit a fire under my tail to be like, you'd better figure this out. So it started April, 2020. I went full time into this and we understood what it was March of 2023. So that journey, you know, Mm. because at first I was like, can I do this and keep my business? Like, you know, that was part of the journey. Like, how do I do this? And then it just at first that was the plan. And then it became clear to me that I know it was just time for me to exit what I was doing, which was hard. Hey everyone, Karen McMahon here, host of the number one high conflict divorce podcast, Journey Beyond Divorce. Each week we share expert advice on everything from negotiating custody to finding hidden money to regulating your emotions. Do you know that leaving a high conflict marriage is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever take? We bring you the legal, financial, and emotional resources to divorce successfully while becoming healthier, more resilient, and excited about your future. So tune in to Journey Beyond Divorce each week for wisdom, guidance, and encouragement. You'll find us on your favorite podcast platform. Yeah, so let's say if there's someone out there listening and and they've been working on their little 
side gig or it's, yeah. you know, a hobby that they want to turn into a business. How do they know when it's time to take that leap? Like whether leaping into it completely or like if they're already, you know, in the corporate world or in something else and they have to leap out of that job to move into this new business. When do you think, how would they know it's time? If they're not hearing the whisper or if they're not getting the two by four over their head, <laughs> the way we Which did. I don't want, I do what I do to save people from the two I, by four, right? Like, know, let's take too. care of it ahead of time. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's make sure they don't get beaten upside the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I, I actually recorded a podcast this morning for my podcast, the Vixen voice. And the point was, if you feel you should do something, just do it. Just try, yeah. just put a foot in. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, like you said, the number one regret of people dying is what they didn't do or living someone else's life. So yep you know, start honoring it. Spend time with this. Like, what is this? Start for for me, you know, I, I know myself very well now through assessments, you know, be it the Colby or the print or the disc or human design, plus my spiritual work. And just like, you have to know yourself. And a lot of it's just observing what gives me energy and makes me happy. What drains my energy and makes me sad. But like almost become a student of yourself because Mm. you're made a certain way for a purpose. Right. And so once you understand that you can see, okay, I'm being pulled here. Let me go explore Mm -hmm. that. And then you become a student of where am I being pulled? And I I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head when we were talking about COVID and it was mm-hmm. like all the noise went away. You yep. have to find a way to make the noise go away. So for mm-hmm. me, 2020, just like for you and many people, that was the catalyst because honestly, to survive 2020, when I had hundreds of financial clients, you know, a team of 12 employees, yep. so and my parents, like, it, it wasn't just me maneuvering myself through yes. the pandemic, as most of us feel, but all I, I was responsible for this whole ship. And so I became very selfish in 2020. And I use air quotes, because I started <laughs> fiercely taking care of myself and fiercely loving myself because I knew I couldn't crack because if I cracked, the whole ship was going down. Right. And so I found myself meditating for an hour and a half a day. You know, it was 30 Mm -hmm. minutes in the morning, 30 midday, 30 at night. Now I can do, I meditate and pray for 45 minutes to an hour all at once when I have time, Mm -hmm. but you have to build up. I, I I don't think I would have come out of 2020 without that hour and a half, mm. to be honest, Wendy. But that quiet time gives you that clarity. It gives that yes. space for the answers to come in. Because yep. if you just keep doing what you're doing, yeah, you can't hear it. Yep. And I even recommend um, journaling too. Just getting yep. up in the morning and just letting your you know thoughts flow onto the page. Don't don't, uh, what's the word am I looking for? <laughs> don't filter, just like let yeah. it pour out whatever yeah. it is that your heart is trying to tell you, because you'll find the answers even in that. If it's not in the actual mm-hmm. words, it's the space between the words. And then I found that like after, for me, when I was going through all of that, I journaled every single morning and then yeah. I, I, I would close my journal. I would never reread it, but I always just felt a little different. Like, whoo, I got something out and I feel like something like yep. the more that I put out or got out of me, then the more it allowed you know, more to come in. So then I, yeah. And then those crumbs would just start going along my path. And I was like, oh, okay, that's where I need to go next. That's where I need to go next. And then I would say like, not to question, don't overthink it. Absolutely. Think, right. Just have faith in yourself. Because it never makes sense. It doesn't, no. It never I mean, makes me. I mean, I mean, like take yeah. off in an RV and start a podcast. That's weird. <laughs> actually that's on my bucket list I want to retrofit a sprinter van so that because I do two episodes a week and I'm about to add a third and I'm like I can't just be wandering I need a studio so yeah, I'm like that's my studio, studio my I'm RV set. is my I studio yeah if you look back on some like a, a few months ago I was in the RV you know this, today I'm in the condo but yeah I'm checking that's- it out But to your point, when I was um, saying I know myself well, so I'm not a journaler personally. That's why meditation works for me. And, you know, what you're doing is getting the weight, you're getting the darkness, you're getting the muddiness off of you, like our energetic field. 
imagine that we're like born pristine and it gets dirtied by all these things happening Mm -hmm. in life. And all you're doing is like pushing the dirt out and pushing the noise out. Right. So um, whatever Mm -hmm. it is for you. And so for me, talking to other women help because I know I process things when I'm talking and I love being a podcast guest because I'm not here to be the expert. I'm here to share my story, learn your story. And I learn something about myself every time I do a podcast or do my own because I'm processing verbally and that's how I experience things personally. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I mean, even if ask my therapist, you know, like the poor, she she has the greatest job. She'll just sit there and I just run my mouth for an hour and I'm like, (laughs) thanks. You know, she's like, "Uh, okay. But yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I, that's the way I process and that's how I arrive at answers and solutions and my next steps in life. I'm like, okay, let me just talk it through and, and getting quiet too. And for some people, like if they're not into meditation, then go for a walk, go in, what do they call that forest bathing, you know, or go out in nature and just, just get quiet barefoot in your backyard. That works amazingly, especially for women, right? We have to get grounded because, you know, at the beginning I said, I'm not physically anchored to much, but I am very spiritually anchored and very grounded right now, more Mm -hmm. so than ever in my life. And because of that, I can be anywhere and I'm home, right? Yeah. And I love what you said earlier about the selfish in the quotes. (laughs) And it's interesting, especially as women, that for us to take care of ourselves is considered to be selfish mm-hmm. or like we think that. Mm-hmm. And it does take practice to actually start taking care of yourself and even going after your dreams and starting a dream business or whatever it is that yeah. you want to do in life. That is all wrapped up in self-care. Yeah. And yeah. when you asked how should they know, one mistake I think many people make mm-hmm. is waiting till you feel fully confident. Confidence comes from doing and experience. There is no way before you do something that you can be confident in the results, right? Yeah. So if you're waiting for confidence to show up, no, you need courage and then you need to commit to it. And then you develop capabilities. Dan Sullivan teaches this. And then the confidence shows up, right? Yeah. And if you run a team, it's the same cycle. That's how you build confidence, your team's confidence in your ideas, right? Because you've put proof in the pudding. So what you can have is faith or trusting yourself or trusting the process that it's going to work out. But one, don't wait for confidence. And two, for sure, don't wait till you have a business plan in place. Like you don't even know know. what you're doing before you start a business. You cannot have a five-year business plan when you have no idea. Yeah. I always say, I'm like, you don't have to have all the duckies in a row, right? Like the duckies, they will follow you and you're actually the lead ducky. So just jump, go for it. Yeah. You don't have to have it all figured out. No. And, and I totally agree about the confidence piece. And, and I mean, many of us will leap into something like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm like, I'm so scared. Like I was scared, you know, like some people think like, Oh, Wendy's just so brave. No, I'm not. Like I just went for it and I figured shit out as I went along. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's like, you're exactly right. As you figure out one tiny little thing, then you're like, oh, I did it. I did it. You know? And then you build up more and more confidence and more courage. And then you just kind of take it little by little. Yeah. Well, and if you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly going through the cycle. And yes. honestly, if we didn't, we would be bored and we'd stop what we're doing. I mean, yeah. that's why I, I just saw a statistic that like, uh, I don't know, like a very high percentage of businesses are sold only because the owner becomes bored and they want to yeah. go on to the next thing. Right. <laughs> so think about it. If you're constantly doing the cycle in your business, you keep it fresh because, you know, yes. for example, uh, my key program was the Vixen Mastermind, which is set for women already doing six figures of revenue, helping them get to seven, but having yep. more joy, peace, and love like you read, right? Like you don't have to sacrifice to get there. We're going to live our best lives and get there. Mm-hmm. And people kept coming to me with startups and people kept coming to me that were running a mm-hmm. team and doing multiple seven. I'm like, no, no, this is what I do. 
because I had to figure it out. We were new. And so long story short, I ran a beta test for, because I had a lot of people that had a side hustle, like you're talking about, or they Mm -hmm. were aspiring entrepreneurs, a lot of women, or they just started up and they, you know, weren't yet to six figures and they were coming to me for help. And I mean, at that point I had to charge them hourly coaching rates, which is high and they can't Mm -hmm. afford it. Right. So it's not smart at their time in life. Not that they can't afford it, but they have a cash flow issue with business. And so I was like, okay, we're going to beta test, like, cause I'm a certified high performance coach doing this specifically with Mm. startup entrepreneurs and aspiring. You know, I did it free for the group for testimonials because I was like, I want to have confidence that I can bring this value because that's a big deal for women starting out to spend the money to get better. And you always want to make sure you deliver value. So long story short, I just started the first paid one yesterday and I was like, cool, I got this. I've already been through it, right? So. I mean, so many times we're told, don't do things for free. Don't give your services away. But if you have that lack of confidence and you want to make sure you're giving value, why not test it, right? So so we did it for that program. And now we're doing a program for the seven figure plus women. And we're going to test that. And then it's cool. I can help any woman who comes to me, you know, that likes what we do. Because like you said, Mm -hmm. it's a blend of spirituality. I'm going to talk about God if you're with me. If you call Mm -hmm. God the universe or the quantum field, I don't care. Or Charlie Um, Brown, whatever. Yeah, and and we're going to talk about our personal lives. And if it offends you that we're talking about issues with our husbands or kids or dating, then don't come join our group, right? And and I don't mean that mean, but it's going to be a waste of your money. So, you know, now we have all the programs and it's just the right people coming in. So I, but but you should always be going through that in business. And I'm sure you've experienced that. So then it'll be like, what's the best way to get women in this group? And oh gosh, we have so many. Let's go hire coaches mm-hmm. to help them. But you're, yeah, you, you're you always learn going as you through go that along. cycle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you were saying earlier, we were talking about, you know, our personal lives, like you're learning from yourself. You become your own yes. student of yourself and of life. And it's just like with business too. And, yeah. and having a career, you're learning as you go through it. You're like, okay, that works. That doesn't work. Okay. Let's try this. Let's try that. But it's exciting. Like you, it's embracing yeah. the roller coaster of it. Like I love the roller oh. coaster ride. I mean, if I mean, Me I've too. Been, yeah, <laughs> it's like, let's see. Yeah. I've been an entrepreneur for 25 years and for a very short period of time, I was in corporate, hated it. And yeah. then I started this, but it's all part of it. And now that I know it's part of it, the roller coaster mm-hmm. thing, when I have like a down day or an, or a day where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm like, it's okay. What goes up must come down. What goes down, what goes up. Like it's <laughs> it's gonna be all right. Like yeah. I'll wait until tomorrow, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I feel better today, you know. But that's part of it. Yeah. Well, and as a leader, if you have, you know, I so you know before I had a larger team, now I have two women on my team. But like mm-hmm. you it's important to give them that grace too, you know, yeah. and the last week everybody was snowed in. My team's still try- having to get their kids to school, like all this crap. And like mm-hmm. Monday I was teasing them because I could tell everyone's down. I was like, it's time for an AA. Do you know what that is? My dad always said, it's time for an attitude adjustment. I was like, <laughs> so I need y'all to focus on gratitude every day. Right. But like, I was doing that to help them because they were getting into the winter blues. And it's like, okay, we help all our clients stay out of this. Like, I'm not serving my team if I don't help them do the same thing that I'm doing with clients. But um, it's it's so important. I mean, Wendy, I'd be curious, like being a business owner, you have to be painfully self-reflective. Like for me, it's no longer painful. But I remember at the beginning, it was like, this mirror right here all the oh, time. Oh, and like the mirror just follows you around. You're like, oh my <laughs> God, like stop it. Get away from me. Yes, I know. Yeah, so much self-reflection, which is yeah. great. But like you, ha- there's that fine line though too, right? Mm-hmm. Where you don't want to be like beating yourself up because like, oh, why did I do that? I should have done this. It's like, it's okay. Like you become yeah. the CEO and then you're also all the employees down and within you too. So you're like yeah. trying to, yeah. It's, it's fascinating though. I mean, I, I it, learned so much about myself in my personal life um, yes. in, with my business and vice versa. Yeah. Well, I had an aha one day because I was in Darren Hardy's mastermind, which by the way, is why I started the Vixen mastermind. Cause I've been doing masterminds since 2012 and I love them, but every single one was run by a man and I'm very mm. grateful for what they did for me. But 
you know, the conversation changes when it's all women in the room, because I'm so used to being the minority in the room at Mm -hmm. these events, which was fine. Like, I loved it. I have great friends. But I wanted to create this environment where it was just us women and we could talk about our personal lives and our spirituality and all these other things that we wanted to pull into the mix. So I love it. But anyway, Darren always says he had this idea that like, if you want a great reward, you have to take great risks. So it's like a pendulum. Mm -hmm. And the further you pull it back, the further it's going to swing. And so... I always operated Mm. that way in business. And then I reflected on my personal life and I realized I quit taking risks in my personal life. Mm. Like I'm playing it so So safe safe. in my personal life. And so that was a big aha for me. And then Mm. I was like, I'm not going to do, you know, especially I shared with my divorce. I had a traumatic relationship after that. So I got very safe when it came to dating and romantic relationships was Mm. one area. And I was like, okay, I'm not really putting myself out there. So I'm not going to get another great love or another great partner because I'm not taking the risk. Yeah. Well, always talk about like a a potted plant, right? Like if you have this little Uh plant in this little bitty pot, that's as large as it's going to grow. And in order for that plant to grow larger, it has to be repotted into a larger plant and into a larger pot, right? So I always think about that for me, like in order for me to grow, I need to start this business. I need to get into this Mm -hmm. relationship. I need to move. I need to do it. Like that's how you grow though. So it's like, if you're on the fence of like, whether or not, you know, you start a business or go for that dream, like it's going to help you grow like that. Mm -hmm. That is that larger pot that is going to help you grow. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Because I reflect back, I'm certified under Brendan Bouchard for the high performance coaching. And he talks about how when he became a coach, it made him a better person because he was more compassionate, empathetic, loving toward Mm -hmm. people. So I I see like, I'm like, okay, I became a business owner and through a lot of pain, it made me a better person, right? Like that was definitely the pressure on the diamond. And then, yeah, I became a coach and that made me a better person. And now I've become a spiritual healer and that even took it to another level, right? So it's like, when you're not, when you're not taking that step, you're not becoming that next better version of yourself for yourself, but also for the world, like giving Mm -hmm. back to others. So um, yeah. I find it really interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. Um, I was just thinking, I think we talked about uh, money mindset, but we haven't really talked. About it. <laughs> <laughs> so we will touch on that a little bit um, because, but I mean, money, yeah. that's all part of it. And, and knowing what um, we deserve and it's mm-hmm. like, it all wraps into the whole self-care thing too. Yeah. In fact, um, so I have five pillars of Vixen that I coach entrepreneurs on because mm. it's like, you know, you're the foundation of your business. Let's solidify the foundation. And mm. then we can focus on scaling the business because you mm. have a solid foundation. And so that's what we do the first 90 days. And um, so pillar number three is called owning your worth, which is really money mindset and abundance. Mm. But it has such a deeper, you know, and in my spiritual understanding, women need to stand in their dignity. That's really important for us. So think about if you don't own your worth, how could you possibly stand in your dignity? Right. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, with money mindset, it breaks my heart because I see so many women I talk to, I mean, I still hear money is evil. Like when I do the money mindset (laughs) and I'm like, what's coming up? Oh, money's evil. Money makes you a bad person. Yeah. And this has been like programmed in through life experiences, things we've heard, things we've been through, maybe past lives, if you believe in that, but there's Mm -hmm. so much that goes into it. And it breaks my heart because if you're a good person and you're abundant, it makes all your life better, right? Like you can give more, you can take care of family, but and and I think so many women view, oh, okay, you know, I'm making 200,000, but if I made a million, I would see my kids less. When in reality, you, if you're yeah. bringing in a million, you can pay other people to do things and you get more time with your family, right? Or yeah, you create exactly. your ideal life. So I think it's like switching these narratives that we have and helping mm. people to understand like, no, and 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 the hardest part of a business is zero to a million revenue, right? You get mm-hmm. above a million, you have resources to do other yep. things, to grow faster, to have more fun. So 
So by definition, because they're scared of money, they keep themselves stuck in the most difficult part of business for their entire career. Or, I mean, even if someone's working for corporate that they may not think that they're worthy of making Mm -hmm. that money on their own for themselves. Like they're, they might be good at making money for other people, which is basically what you're doing for corporation. Right. But then making it for yourself. I was that I had that mindset before of like, I, okay, I'm really good at making money. I'm very successful, but it really was about making money for other people. And I was like, we've got to stop that. So I, I mean, I pushed myself to do what I'm doing now so that I was actually making money for me to do the mm-hmm. things that I want to do and to do it my way. Uh, no, yeah. I love it. And, and, you know, when you start a business, I, I know we're talking about money, but I, I talked to, I think I talked about my best friend earlier. Um, she was forced into entrepreneurship because she was mm-hmm. a corporate event planner and 2020 happened and all the businesses went under and she yep. had a newborn and a two-year-old, right? So first she was forced to be a stay-at-home mom and thank goodness her husband, you know, runs a law firm and it was, it was possible, but I mean, it was still tight. Like, you know, yep. uh, it, it was expensive. And so then she was like, I think I'm going to start my own business. And I, you know, I'd really like it if I could bring in like 60,000 a year. And I was like, it's not worth it for 60,000 a year. Just stay home and be a mom. Like I literally, cause she's my best friend. I was like, you're going to work just as hard to make 60,000 as more. I was like, if you can up your goal to a hundred, I'm in 100% and whatever you need, I'll help you. And her husband told her the same thing. Right. So, so she got in, you know, I, I mean, I'm divulging her secrets, but she made multiple six figures her first year. But I think it's because we kicked her into the belief that that could happen and it wasn't worth it. Right. And so now they moved in their new home Mm. and she has the luxury of focusing on being a mom because she owns her own business. But the point of the story is her biggest value is the relationship she gets to have now. Because like you said, you're making money for Mm -hmm. other people, but you're also forming relationships for other people when you work for other people. So there's that Mm -hmm. like fine line of how close you can get to these really cool people you meet. And her favorite thing is like, I now get to be friends with my clients, which is really cool. Right. Yeah. And I think no matter what, whether you work for someone or you work for yourself, as long Mm -hmm. as you are fulfilled and it makes you happy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And hey, look, you don't have to bring in a million of revenue. I'm just saying it gets easier. Mm -hmm. The whole point is to leverage what you have so that you still enjoy life and you're not sacrificing. And yep. And that, you know, I deserve it. Hey, if that happens, awesome. I deserve it. Um, Then I get to do all this cool things for myself, the people I love, the Mm -hmm. world giving back. But when we talk about money mindset, awareness is number one. So I like to ask people, what is like your either first memory or predominant memory of money as a child? Because you start again, know yourself, like start peeling the onion back. Oh my gosh, my mom always said this. I thought that, you know, my mom always said, you have to pay your dues to me. And so when I went to work for the law firm at age 25, and yes, they were paying me six figures, but I was working 60 to 80 hours a week. In my head, I was paying my dues, right? I equated it to number of hours worked. I didn't understand that there's a different concept. And now I've had a further aha. That was just a year ago. I had that aha doing a money mindset exercise with my clients, by the way, at my mastermind. That's why I love being a coach because I learn all the time. Like I get to see my clients blossom and I blossom at the same time. So it's really fun. So it just, we did a money mindset podcast and I realized that also affected my manifesting ability to have in my head, I have to pay my dues and then Mm. things will come to me. Because really I don't, do I need, you know, I can't sit on the sofa and eat bonbons and like, God's just going to shower me with money. But Uh, you know, if, if I, if I, if I'm on purpose and I'm doing the good work and I'm doing what I'm supposed to, I don't have to kill myself. I don't have to grind. Like w- yeah. reward will come to me, right? Like you just re- yeah, I think release that a, worry. Yeah. Having a good, uh, healthy relationship with money means mm-hmm. that you'll have a good, healthy relationship with yourself and with others yes. and life. And it's all connected. They're not separate. 
Yeah. And money is just an exchange of energy. I mean, you know, it's not good or evil. It's whatever you direct it toward. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's funny. It made me think, I was like, my mom used to say, what do you you think? Money grows on trees? And I was like, yes. I remember thinking like, I would look in the backyard. I was like, well, that'd be cool. (laughs) But it really does. It really does grow on trees. (laughs) Well, and you carry these things forward. I mean, you know, this is actually a positive thing about money, but my mom would take me shopping. I love shopping. Like I've always loved clothes. Like shopping was our fun time, right? And so, and so we would go shopping. And of course I wanted everything in there. And my mom would be like, okay, you have X number of dollars. And from the age I was 10, I had to add up and decide what I was getting for that money. And so, you know, most of us get out of college and we're not responsible with money because no one's taught us. So there were many ways that I was irresponsible with money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But to this, you know, I, I went through a period where I could buy, I, I don't say anything I, I want, but I could go and I could just buy stuff, right? Yep. I still would give myself that budget and be like, here's what you could spend. And I would make myself like make decisions when I was yeah, shopping. Yeah, so that's good. Yep. Yeah. So, so you know, you, it's positive mm-hmm. and negative and you just have to understand. Yep, exactly. Um, do you have a class coming up? I I do. So we have a three-day challenge helping everyone move into specifically for female entrepreneurs. But, you know, we focus on Gen X. So I guess we're midlife, right? So we'll (laughs) say for women in midlife. So this is a cool three-day challenge, February 6th, 7th, and 8th. And um, we're going to get your money mindset right to go into 2024. Um, get you settled and help you set big goals so that we can all collectively have our best year ever. Oh, I love it. And that's, uh, let's see, this airs on February 5th. So that's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So, so it's and, not too late. Um, yeah. You know, there's a link. Um, just go there and you can sign up and I'd love to see perfect. you. Yeah. I might join you. I'd love it. We could all, we all need it, you know? You know, yeah. I just hopped on a friend, uh, someone who was on my podcast and she runs Facebook groups. And I was like, Ooh, can I hop on your free webinar t- yesterday? It was yeah. yesterday. And she was <laughs> like, I would love to have you. I learned so much. I was like, this That's is the, awesome. I know nowadays, like there's so many people doing boot camps and master classes, <laughs> And it's like, I just, I know I like hop on Instagram live. I'm like, Oh, it's great. You know, <laughs> I'm like, there's definitely not a lack of, you know, motivation out there. Um, I so where it. can we find you? Uh, VixenGathering.com. So it's V-I-X-E-N Gathering.com. And on social at Vixen Gathering, you can find us. And also check out my podcast, The Vixen Voice, um, on all the normal places. <laughs> on all, all the, the places. places. It's funny. Before we before we started, I looked this up because I was like, Vixen, that's such a cool world word. And then it's yeah. what it means a spirited or fierce woman, especially one seen as sexually attractive. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I love it though. It's it's such a strong word. Vixen. Yeah. So we actually went with it because the vixen is a female fox. And so yes, it's the too. only yeah. species where the female is more attractive than the male, because usually in the animal kingdom, the men, the, the males attract the females. Yeah. One, and then two, the different qualities of the female fox. And also because of the definition you said, I wanted to be a little cheeky because I think we take ourselves too seriously. So as women, yeah, let's like own our sexuality back. Let's stand yes. in our dignity. I yep. mean, you you don't have to be successful and uber serious. You can be successful however yeah. you define success. And yeah. you can have fun and just laugh at yourself. And you I'm know. so glad that you said that because I feel like this is such a great time of life to redefine who you yes. are and how you're going to be in life. I yeah. agree. And if you look at life, you know, I, I've studied so many things, but if you look at life cycles, women really enter this phase yep. from 38 to 43 when they start saying, okay, I've checked the box of this. I've checked the box of yep. this, like kind of all the society dominated yes. like success. And then they're going, okay, what else is there? There has to be yep. something more. And that's yep. when a lot of women get more spiritual. If it's, you know, self-care, self-love, forgiveness, whatever your version of forgiveness mm-hmm. is. So you're absolutely right. It's basically our time to, to go into the cocoon and come out a beautiful butterfly or a more, even more beautiful butterfly. We're already beautiful. Yes. 
I love that. I've always loved the butterfly. And actually, I, I, I think I did something on Instagram not too long ago about the butterfly. And like, because yeah. you actually mentioned the word earlier, cocoon, how uh-huh. you were in this cocoon. And the cocoon can be such a great place to be. Yeah. And true story, if you were to cut the top of a cocoon off and mm-hmm. take a butterfly out, it would be deformed and it would die. So yes. the point is like the, the butterfly has to struggle to get out of that cocoon, to struggle to get out of bed, watching Netflix. <laughs> yeah. She has to struggle to get out so she can fly. So embrace yeah. the struggle, embrace the roller coaster. It's all part of the fun ride and, and just go for it. And I agree. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned money mindset, but really any of your mindset, it's it's so funny because I've been snowed in since Saturday and it's Thursday and I've been making the most of it. I freaking loved it. Like I put on a crock pot full of food the first day. I'm like, cool. I'm like in a hibernate. And like I'm talking to other people and they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm stuck in the house. So yeah, like I get it. We're all made different, yep. but make the most of your situation. Right. Like, OK, here's the deal. Let me make the most of it. (laughs) Exactly. I know. Thank you so much. You're awesome. I'll have to come to Nashville in my RV and come see you. Oh my gosh. I would love that. I'd love that. Yeah. And you'll have to come on the Vixen Voice and I'll see you at the Money Mindset Masterclass. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Did this podcast inspire you, challenge you, trigger you to make a change or spit out your coffee laughing? Good. Then there are three ways you can thank me. Number one, you can leave a written review of this podcast on Apple iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode and share it on the social media and tag me, Wendy Valentine. Number three, share it with another midlifer that needs a makeover. You know who I'm talking about. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Get out there and be bold, be free, be you.